0: The blood. Now, if you're new here and like, are oh, we talking about blood? That's weird, right? We're talking about the blood of Jesus uh, when he died on the cross, uh, what that blood meant. So, Pastor Stefan, he spoke the first week. Does anyone remember what he talked about that first week? Jesus, Jesus yes. <laughs> he did. He talked about the significance of the blood, what it meant, right? Because when we were separated from uh, God, Right. God gave us this way to atone for our sins. We had to sacrifice these animals. Right. And so Jesus came and he was the perfect sacrifice and he uh, repaired that relationship between us and God. Now, Pastor Tony spoke last week. Does anyone remember what Pastor Tony talked about? What he actually talked about? Uh, He did talk about the blood. He talked about applying the blood and specifically to our guilt. Right? He said that the blood not only has the, has the power to remove the penalty of sin, but also the guilt of sin. And tonight, I'm going to be talking about the freedom of the blood. The freedom of the blood, right? Specifically breaking the power of addictions and afflictions in our lives. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, what addictions are. All right. So I I looked up a bunch of definitions of affliction or addictions, and I was like, you know what, let me try to break it down into a simpler uh, sentence. Right. So this is what I got. An addiction is a compulsive and excessive behavior or use of something, even when it takes over your life and has a negative effect on your real life and relationships. Now, I know a lot of us, when we hear the word addiction, we're like, what addiction? So we're talking about drugs and alcohol and stuff like pornography right but there are many things that we can be addicted to right the addiction spreads wide okay and so i want to talk about some of those things so addiction is mostly broken down into two things substance addiction and behavioral addiction right so a substance addiction is something that you're putting into your body right and you get addicted right and a behavioral addiction is something that you're doing so I wanna give you guys some examples of these things. So the first one is your cell phone or social media, eating, a relationship or love, right? Notice the quotes, because obviously it's not real love if you're addicted to another person, right? And shopping and video games. Now, I know some of you guys are looking at this list and you're like, you know what? None of these things are too bad. Like, what's, what's, what's wrong with cell phone? What's wrong with video games? Right? But I looked up multiple cases of some of these addictions, right? There was someone, uh, she was a social media star, and she was on her phone and her laptop so much that she's in her mid 20s, right? She developed carpal tunnel, which is uh, a debilitating disease, right? In, in your hands, right? And that's, it's mostly for older people that usually get it, but she used her phone so much, right? Tapping her thumbs, tapping, typing her fingers on her laptop that she has it now right? As a 20-something-year-old, she has to wear braces on her hands. Does that sound like excessive and compulsive, right, behavior? A relationship, right? Most of us probably know someone that when they get in a relationship, they disappear off the face of the earth, right? They stop talking to you. You don't know what they've been doing because they're always with that other person. All they do is talk about that person, right? That could be an addiction. Video games, right? There's stories of kids your age and even younger, right, that are addicted to games like Fortnite, right? This, th- these kids, I saw multiple stories of kids spending over a thousand dollars in like two days because they're so addicted to Fortnite, right, to a video game, right? So none of these things seem bad, but they can be bad. In 1 Corinthians 6.12, it says, you say I'm allowed to do anything. But not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. Now, right before this verse, all right, Paul gets finished telling us what not to do. All right. So he's talking about things like, uh, you know, not having idols and sexual immorality. So he's not literally talking about anything. All right. He's saying after those things that we're not supposed to do. All right. And so at the end of the verse, it says, I must not become a slave to anything. Right. Well, the question I have for you guys tonight is, what has enslaved you? What has enslaved you? See, maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, addiction, that's kind of harsh. Like, I like my phone, you know, I like going on Instagram and whatever, but I'm not really addicted to it. I like video games, but I'm not really addicted to it, right? Well, I looked up some symptoms and signs of addiction, and I wanted to share some of them with you. One of them is a great deal of time is spent using substances or engaging in the problematic behavior. All right, a lot of us have iPhones in here and we get a weekly report every week, right? And it tells us your screen time has been up or your screen time has been down. How many of us, when we see that report, it says your average is seven hours, your average is eight hours, your average is 10 hours, right? That sounds like excessive use, right? That's pretty much a full-time job if you're on your phone that much, right? How long are you playing video games, right? Is it hours upon hours upon hours? You can play for five, six, seven, eight hours at once. Another one is the inability to cut back or quit using or engaging in the behavior. Right? Maybe some of you guys aren't hanging out with your friends as much. Maybe some of you guys aren't doing as well in school because you're doing these things instead of studying or instead of doing homework, right? That's affecting your real life, your your actual life, right? A strong desire to use or engage in the behavior. Some of you guys have checked your phones while I'm up here speaking, right? I know that's true, right? A strong desire, you can't stop yourself from checking your phone, right? Tolerance to the substance or behavior. Some of us go on Instagram and we scroll and 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 scroll, right? Because one video, one post, one meme isn't enough. We have to keep doing it, keep finding another one. Withdrawal symptoms when ending use or the behavior. What happens when your phone is taken away? Right. Are you are you a little bit more angry, a little bit more short? Right. That's a withdrawal system. By short, I mean, like, you know, you get angry easily. All right. Not like physically short. That doesn't. (laughs) So I say all of this. I say all of this because I don't want you guys to tune out if you're not dealing with a big addiction. Right? If you're not dealing with alcoholism or, or drugs or pornography or something like that, right? I don't want you guys to tune out. We can be addicted to many things in our lives, all right? And afflictions are a little different. They're and they're a little easier to describe, right? Afflictions are things like depression, you know, anxiety, having anger issues, right? These are things that are uh, mostly internal. And addictions and afflictions they come in many different shapes and sizes, but but the blood of Jesus, the blood that was shed on that cross is strong enough to overcome any addiction or affliction that is in your life, right? And not just for a moment, not just for a day, but permanently, permanently, right? A lot of times when we deal with these things constantly, we, we tend to take them on ourselves, like, like it's part of us. And we're like, well, I'm just always depressed. Well, I'm just, this is how I am. I'm stressed. I'm always stressed out. But someone tonight needs to hear this, that you can overcome. You can overcome. All right? Even if you've been dealing with this for years, you can overcome by the power of the blood. See, it's by the blood of Jesus that we can do these things. And by applying the blood of Jesus to our lives. But I know some of us are asking that question of, well, I get that, but why am I still dealing with this? Why am I still dealing with depression? With depression? Why am I still dealing with anxiety? Why am I still dealing with pornography? I believe these things, but why, why am I still dealing with these things? And I think there's two things that we can do that will help us break the power of those things, those addictions and afflictions off of our lives. Right. And I really want you guys to catch this because you guys have probably heard this. And I don't want you guys to be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a great answer. Right. But simply put, to break those things off our lives, to break the power of those things off of our lives, we need two things. We need to know the word and we need to apply the word. All right, real profound, right? Know the word and apply the word. Because when we know the word and we know what the blood that Jesus shed on that cross means, then we're able to apply it to our lives and walk out in faith, right? Because, plain and simple, most of us don't know the word. Can we be honest? Most of us just don't know it. We struggle with these addictions and afflictions. We struggle with depression. We struggle with anxiety and pornography. And we don't go to the Word. See, we memorize meaningless things and we disregard the Word. We memorize these things that add no value to our lives at all things like sports statistics, words to songs. Songs that we shouldn't even be singing, right? We, we know the latest meme, what's been trending, what's funny. We know how to, how to navigate a video game. We know exactly how to do this and how to level up fast and how to, how to get more prestige or whatever, right? We know exactly how to do those things. We binge watch shows on Netflix and Hulu. We know exactly what's going on in that show. We just watched 10 episodes in a row. And we know exactly what's going on in that show, right? Here's one of the latest things that's been happening. We know the latest TikTok dances. <laughs> right? We spend time learning these dances, recording the dances, and then waiting for people to comment on them, right? Right? We, we know dances like, like this one. Listen, listen, we know the TikTok dances, but we don't know what the word of God says. (laughs) Listen, listen, catch this. We know what the latest TikTok trend is, but we don't know what the word of God says about our lives, what the word of God says about us. Isn't that crazy? Imagine, imagine if we knew what the word of God said about us. When our friend came to us and said, hey, man, I've been struggling with depression. I've been struggling with my my value. And we could tell them the word of God says that you're a masterpiece, says that you are wonderfully and fearfully made. When our friend comes and says, I'm struggling with this addiction, and we can say, he who the son has set free is free indeed. We can give them something that actually has substance. Right? We know these meaningless things. It literally adds no value to our lives. And we know them. We memorize them. We know them by heart. And listen, I'm including myself in this. All right? I'm not like trying to come down on you guys, but I had this moment at Marvel. It was the retreat we had. And I, I looked around, and it was after our, our-, our second uh, service on Saturday night. And I saw multiple groups of of students learning and teaching each other TikTok dances. And I thought, man, what if they knew the word and they were teaching and learning that? What if they used that time, all that energy and time into that, and they spent it on the word? What would our lives look like? What would this youth group look like? Like I told you guys, I'm I'm including myself in here. On the way home from Marvel, uh, myself and Pastor Leo are are driving back in the shuttle and and we're talking. And I was like, uh, Pastor Claude had spoken and the word just comes out of him so easily, like effortlessly. And I was like, man, I want that for my life. Like I want to be able to, you know, when someone talks to me for uh, the Holy Spirit, be able to just pull the word out of me. And I don't have to go back and be like, I'll get back to you. Let me Google it, right? I want to be, for it to be able to just come out naturally. And uh, we were talking, and we are like, well, what's stopping us? All right? What's stopping us from that? And the Holy Spirit put it on my heart. He said, video games. Right? I play, some, since the time I was your age, even younger, I would play video games all the time. All right. I got home from school, I played all day until I had to go to sleep. It was the weekend, I played all day. Right? And that carried on. Right? Obviously I cut back you know, when uh, I got older and I had more responsibilities, but I still played a lot. More than I would care to let you know. And I was like, alright, I need to cut this out. And I sold it last week, sold my Xbox. I said, I said, you know what? I know these video games. I know like how to do this and I'm good at this game. And what does that do? What does it do? Not one thing for me. And so in the short time that I've sold that, I've been able to serve my wife more. I've been able to read the word more. I've been able to help around the house more. Right, and and this is not to say that I haven't been doing these things, but it just allowed me more time to do them. Right, because I, I realized how much time I was wasting on these things. You see, we treat the word of God as an afterthought. We struggle with these things. And then we look at God and we say, you don't have the answer. You don't have the answer. That's what we do when we struggle with these things and we leave our Bible unread for weeks and months at a time. That's what we're saying to God. We're saying, You don't have the answer. And on top of that, when we don't read the Bible, when we don't spend time with God, then something happens and we cry out to God, Please help me. He already has. The answer is in the Bible. The answer is there. Do you even know what the shed blood of Jesus means for us? Right, P- Pastor Stefan talked about it at the beginning of the month. Pastor Tony talked about it last week. I mentioned it at the top of, m- of my sermon. How many of us have already forgotten what that means? What I'm trying to say is Saturday cannot be the only time that you read a scripture. It cannot be the only time that you praise God. It cannot be the only time that you meet with God. This is why we try to do these devotionals with you. So that you can have a daily connection with God. So you can put the word of God in your heart. Because when you have the word of God in your heart, then when those situations arise, the Holy Spirit can pull it out of your heart. But if it's not in your heart, what's going to happen? You won't have an answer. When we know the word of God, then we can truly apply the blood. We can truly apply what the blood means, right? What the cross meant when Jesus died on that cross. So the first thing we do in breaking addictions is know the word. The next thing we do is apply the word. I think it's safe to say here that everyone has dealt with or is dealing with an addiction or affliction in this room, right? And for me, it was depression. Depression. Right? When I was nine years old, I've shared this story many times, when I was nine years old, my sister passed away, and at nine years old, I decided that I was going to be available for everyone else, but I wasn't going to let anyone help me. And I went that way for years and years, and I became a teenager, then I became, you know, I went to college, and at 19 years old, I started falling into depression and having suicidal thoughts. And that's when I finally cried out to God, right? I finally prayed a prayer. And Jesus broke that depression off of me, right? He broke the power of it off me, right? It didn't happen in an instant, right? I wasn't just completely done with it. But later on, I had to keep applying the word. I had to keep applying the word, right? Whenever that depression would creep back up, Right? I would have these mind games of no one cares about you. You could die tomorrow and not one person would care. And I would have to read back that scripture of he records every tear. He's close to the brokenhearted and and crushing spirit. I would have to apply the word, right? And it was a process. It was a process, right? And if I didn't know the word, I wouldn't have been able to apply it. We have to be hearers and doers of the word. In James 1:22, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Imagine this was a class, and I'm the teacher, and I stand up here, and I tell you guys, here's a study guide. Every answer is in this, in this guide, right? And I tell you, we're going to have some tests. We're going to have some pop quizzes. But every answer is right here. And if you only looked at that guide when you were in class or every once in a while, what's going to happen when tests come in your life? You're going to fail, right? Because you don't have the answers. You don't know the answers. And that's exactly how we treat the word of God. We have these trials in our lives. We go through these afflictions and addictions, and we wonder why we're still dealing with them. But then we spend eight hours on our phone. We spend eight hours on a video game. And we spend no time learning the word of God. And we wonder why we're still dealing with these things. See, the the blood that was shed on that cross means we are free. See, in, in Romans 6, 14, it says, sin is no longer your master." For you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Under the freedom of God's grace. And you may look at me and say, well, you don't know my life. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been doing. I need to get back right with God. I need to fix this. I need to do this. But that's not what the word of God says, right? The word of God says we can't be separated from God. In Romans 3, 38 and 39, it says, and I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love that God has revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Right? And he's revealed through the sacrifice that Jesus made. The blood that Jesus shed on the cross means that we are free. Right? We're no longer slaves to sin. We have the power to overcome sin. The blood that Jesus shed breaks the power of sin off our lives. But for most of us, it's going to be a process. Right? Like I told you guys, the, the, the power of the depression was broken off of me when I prayed that prayer. But I had to keep applying the word. Like, right, like what Pastor Tony was talking about last week, right? Repeat as needed, right? I had to apply the word and apply the promises of the cross and the blood.